Well, we were doing the whole like thing about crappy right. Oh, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, now you got to like, weigh in. I think I was saying something about Shaco Shinema. That's what I was saying. You guys shouldn't talk like that. Son of a bitch. I think your mind was Shaco Shinema, crappy right. 2020. Welcome to the Sultan. Talk about hindsight. You don't want to see my hind. No sight there. Crappy right 2020 hindsight. It's all shite. It's a hindsight production. I smoke cigars, and they're Swisher sweets. <laughs> That's a gateway cigar, you know. <laughs> this is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Dr. Head. Say, ah. Ah, this is uh, the second episode of Science Fiction History 1950, and you're listening to... Uh, Unsane. <laughs> oh. oh, that was our... We gotta, uh, we gotta work on that cup. Can I talk? I don't know if that cup the whole time. That's pretty cool. Get your head out of the bowl, man. <laughs> I just don't like that. That sounds pretty good, though. It sounds like... This is a space episode. Was that one burger and two fries, or three fries and four burgers? It's my McDonald's Catwoman cup from 1992 from Batman Returns. Does it smell like Gwyneth Paltrow? (laughs) (laughs) Goop? Like a goop laboratory. (laughs) Oh, you got the goop! (laughs) A goop laboratory? What? Goop laboratory? You you have Netflix? You got to look. (laughs) Goobalicious. Yeah, it makes me want to throw all my candles away. <laughs> well, I'll just pray you don't have the Roseanne Bar candle. So, <laughs> New Summer's Eve candle line. Okay, so we're in the 1950s. Is that vinegar I smell? We're, we're, we've made it to what, 1952? We are at 1952, yes. A couple of uh, uh, kind of German German and Austrian films come out, but Alrone is Which, one, and I, I remember it, and I remember seeing it. We were talking off... You know, uh, Mike earlier about it. I think it's a a, yeah. I this is. I think it's been remade though, and Eric von Stroheim has been in the other one, I think. But it's about a like a a, like a test tube or or an artificial woman, I guess, or test tube baby type thing. And uh, but she grows up and she's like this soulless, homunculus type thing, you know, that's willing to do anything. But anyway, I think that's the story. I've never seen it, but I think there's a remake of it, and I can't, I, I couldn't tell you what the remake was, an, an American remake. That's interesting. If anybody out there knows what the remake is, let us know. We'll all go. But I really oh, think, yeah. Yeah, well, the subject matter, just being the artificial insemination somewhere, if that's what it, I I'm, I may be confusing it with something else, <laughs> I really could. But I think that's what it is, though. She's like, an, like yeah. Anyhow. We'll go with that. It all sounds right. good. I know. I think it will. Which one was that? Alrone. <laughs> April 1st, 2000. Now, I've never seen this. Okay, so. Captive Women. Anybody seen this? I have. Yeah, years ago. Um, it was so notable that it, you know, just. It has Aquanetta in it, doesn't it? it? It's, uh, does this one, is this. Is this it? Is it? Does, oh, Where she's cool. like the ape girl? 
Could be. John uh, Carradine makes her to. Uh... Is that this one? I don't know. No, no. This is post-apocalyptic. Two tribes, the Norms and the Mutates, fighting in the remains of a city. Oh, is it? Then they oh. band together to fight a third tribe, the Upriver people. But nah, wasn't I don't there? Remember it. But wasn't there another movie called something like this? I mean, oh, oh right. Uptown forget, Girl. Forget, forget. Yeah. No. First like time I saw movies. this was probably late on a Friday night. You know. All right, and Red Planet Mars. I think you know we were talking about the 1950s uh, <laughs> um, prior to the episode. This is Peter Gray's. 1952 is kind of sparse. We're about to head into some very fertile territory. Um, but, but Red Planet but, Mars, though, yeah. There it is, the Red Planet Mars. For over 2,000 years, the symbol for war. Here is a new experience in excitement, a new sensation in suspense, as men open the door on the unknown powers of space to learn the incredible secrets of the Red Planet Mars. Secrets that might destroy us in one moment. You'll be the next to advance science. And maybe us. Right into oblivion! Chris, look! Nine! Two! Six! When do we die? Dear Lord, don't make us sorry. Yeah, why don't you go to Business, keep it up. You'll need the army to help you. Quick, get going! Atomic energy, the hydrogen bomb, flying saucers, and now, secrets beyond belief from the red planet Mars. Secrets that threaten the world with total destruction, as countless millions in every corner of the globe invoke the greatest power of all to save their lives. You do think me a fool. Say where you are. Give me a light. Don't! Don't! Somebody tell us about it. The the height of the the commies everywhere idea of a movie. You know, they get, what is it, Peter Graves and uh, what's it, Andrea King. She's such a bitch in this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Watch the movie. She's just she a is, bitch. She is, you're right. She's a, yeah, she's a scientist too, but goddamn. <laughs> and he married her. And he married her oh, too. Oh, see, that's, that's what I would do too. <laughs> well, no, you watch her. Anyway, they, uh, they, uh, don't they have like some um, like a radar dish or whatever, and they pick up radio waves from what they think is Mars? Is that the idea or something? Anyway, they think they're in contact with Mars, and they, they, they establish contact, and they release it to the world, and the world's all freaking out. And then all of a sudden, they, they suddenly decide that they think they're talking to God that lives on Mars, which is pretty weird. But it's 50s now. Now, keep it in context right now, though, too. Anyway, oh, I, have, I have seen this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and, and they think they're like talking the yeah, news they, to the world and like imminent collapse of society. And yes. the whole, like, it's God. Oh, that. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I'm getting flashbacks now. Yeah. yeah but then you, who do you find out at the very end who's doing it? Some guy in the Andes who's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, it's pretty messed up. Anyway, he blows him up with a. It was an M. Night Shyamalama ding-dong moment. Yes, it was, but yeah. For a Cold War movie? Hell yeah. Anyway, actually, it's pretty pertinent now. (laughs) 
It sounds cool. I don't know that I've ever seen it. It's um, not that cool, really. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying and, they, and, No, it's it, interesting. It's, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. I'm going to save you 64 minutes right there. And you've yeah. got your two minutes up. Peter Graves. And it's only 64 minutes. I, I can take it. Yeah, right. No, it's good. Untamed Women. Oh, now which one's that? That's uh, that's Harry Horner. That's who directed it. You know Harry Horner. <laughs> oh, no, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Harry directed Red Planet Mars. Right. Uh, I, time. <laughs> Mark Justice time slip. No. <laughs> oh. I'm not doctor. Kind of time slip. <laughs> it is. You know, you've been so zip, You've been zipping by the fly. No, I think we're done with. I think we're done right now with 1952. Uh, what's well, Untamed Woman? I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. What's Untamed Women? Untamed Women. Yeah. We let know. the viewers know we're don't skipping know. right past all the serials. So we're just hitting, the, hitting our versions. Yeah, because we're going to oh, do a, and we're just, gonna, and we're just talk about serials in another episode. One one yeah. mention of of this serial though, Zombies of the Stratosphere. Stratosphere. That was uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy's first movie. There we go. True serial. Okay. True serial, man. True serial. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to. I'm a serial, man. <laughs> I'm so serial. 1953. Oh, that's good. This is a big good. year. Well, oh, there we go. go that far. Oh, there. <laughs> this Abbott and Costello were in their heyday. Is that how you say it? Heyday? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I you know what? Being little, I liked it anyway. I don't give a shit. I liked it. And those and those Venus women had some big titties. <laughs> Your illusions. Oh, whatever. <laughs> they wore their skimpy silver out, outfits. Yes. Jiggling all over the place. And when yes. you're a little kid, it's like, wow. But I but being a little thing? kid though, it's like, oh, the yeah. spaceship's cooler though. Yes, uh, that was my <laughs> the only takeaway. <laughs> I, I personally liked um, Evan Costello meet Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. Hyde for some reason. I thought the mask was had, so bad. You know, that was, a, that was Bud Westmore's yeah, stuff when he started uh, yeah. making masks. I know. All the time. Not good. <laughs> and Boris. But that was just had a, Boris. the height of absurdity. Yes, you know? it was. It was pretty bad. The Beast. That's a. Uh, the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. That's a big one. Yeah. I say there are things better left unsolved. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Impossible, unbelievable, fantastic. But I tell you, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Yes, it could happen. For various authorities believe that buried somewhere under the polar ice cap, in a state of suspended animation, are the awesome creatures, the leviathans that roamed the earth at the dawn of time. And under certain conditions, a nuclear explosion could free one from his icy tomb. Then, guided by instinct, the beast would come back, back to the caverns of the deepest Atlantic where it was spawned. An armored giant wreaking his prehistoric fury on modern man and his puny machines. 
cities would be terrorized by the cruel intruder from the past. Populations crazed and panicked with fear by its destructive force. Granite and steel would crumble. Soldiers and their weapons would be powerless before the onslaught of the beast. The beast. The beast. The beast from 20,000 fathoms. Herald Square, 34th Street, Broadway. Every section of the city is guarded. No one knows where the monster will strike next. Another one, Colonel? No. You know what the radioactive isotope is? No, but if it can be loaded, I can fire it. I'll load it. Just remember one thing. This is the only isotope of its kind this side of Oak Ridge, so you can't miss. Well, you know, and it was just a, it wasn't a huge budget movie. I mean, just a little B movie then, but it did, it must have struck a chord with a lot of people though. So yeah, Ray Harryhausen's first major movie, other than Mighty Joe Young, I guess. Isn't that the first one where he uh, controlled all the effects? Right? With Dr. Hood, you said you just watched it? It was on last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's yeah. been oh, a while I, I love visiting these movies again, and it's based on uh, Ray Bradbury's short story. Yes. Yeah. And they were buds, by the way. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, and um, it's yep. just a classic, you know, like radiation atomic bomb. Yeah. Producing giant monsters is like the first one. It, this is you what know, gave this, birth this to Godzilla. Seminal, this is the seminal movie of this 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 trope, this formula, where we have the. Effects of the atomic bomb tests um, cause some kind of a dinosaur to wake up or to mutate a dinosaur and, and brings them back to life or, you know, something, on a, a bring it out of suspended animation, whatever it is. But this is the movie that kind of started that that whole trope. Yeah. Isn't it true that Tanaka, the guy that produced the Godzilla movies, didn't he see this movie? Yes, which we will talk more about yes, next year. Yes, and right. yeah, yeah, where he uh, right. totally, yeah. yeah, he was totally influenced by this movie. Yes, I mean, and, wasn't his um, first draft called something akin like the, to this? The big, the big, something like the big giant monster from twenty thousand miles yeah. beneath the sea, or something yeah. like that. It was some kind of crazy title. Yeah, they were really pulling heavy from from this. Yeah, when we get there, sure. we'll pull back to this yeah. uh, just to kind of relate yeah. that again. So. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite movies. Cat Women of the Moon. I love this movie. Now, this is that typical, really bad 50s B movie um, in the vein of Ed Wood and all of, <laughs> all of those really bad, <laughs> low budget. I don't know if it's this one, but in their control cabin, their, 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 crash, their crash chairs. <laughs> yes. Is this the one where they had coasters on <laughs> Well, sure. That's great well, when you yeah. certainly. You're not going to get the spaceship, you know, with dirty iron. You know? Yeah, they don't send savages. Oh no, they don't no, send I, savages into they space. Had, they had wheels on them, and they would like. <laughs> I thought that was great. But if you've never seen seen this, um, <laughs> you need to see it. It's fun. It's a fun, oh. a fun movie. It is, it is pretty bad, and it has right, that big like, it has that big spider in it again. That makes it its appearance. That, yeah, oh, that's true. In messy hot women, you see. Uh, yes, except it's right. It's like a this wardrobe and Queen change. of Outer Space and <laughs> Quest for Uranus. All these sexy vixen women to seduce our astronauts. Oh, oh did nice plug there, Doctor Head. <laughs> Is that a brain plug, sir? An anal plug. Oh, oh. No. Speaking of anal plugs, Donovan's brain started. Yeah. 
Lou Ayers. Remember that one? Yeah, I, I yeah I do. Yeah. I didn't mind yeah. that. Yeah, no, I saw it once and it was, it was yeah. I don't think I'd watch it again, but I liked well, it. But yeah, one of those brain movies, you know. Oh, it, it was kind of neat when they had uh, the brain was uh, becoming more powerful. Whatever they did, they made it look larger and it glowed from y- the inside, yes, so yes. it had this look like it was yeah, yeah. pulsating with yeah. its power. Yeah, it was yeah. And, and you have a return to early forties too. You got the idea of the monkey's brain, you know, like the gorillas and yes. stuff. Get, yeah, that monkey theme kind of comes back a little bit because it had died off just as quickly as it started in mm-hmm. the in the forties. We'd have, but now we kind of bring that theme back a little bit in a smaller way. But yeah, right. But anyway, yeah. So Do- yeah, Donovan's brain is a, is a pretty good, you know, science fiction. Yeah, it's a pretty good science fiction and. Did just you, dealing uh, dealing in in that you know cautionary tales, which always makes oh, for, for good drama. Didn't um, didn't uh, Kurt Sudamac write that story? Wasn't that his story? Yeah, and it's been made like how many times? Yeah, or at least variations <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, uh, Invaders from Mars. Oh, you haven't seen Foresighted yeah, Triangle? We, I've not seen Foresighted oh, Triangle. I, I haven't seen it, but it was it sounded kind of interesting. But it was uh, the. The idea of uh, some guy replicates uh, his himself, but his girlfriend falls in love with the replicant instead of himself. <laughs> so anyway, that becomes a. Is it a comedy? I don't know. I've never seen it. It's British, so take it from there. Yeah, Terrence Fisher directed it. <laughs> it's probably pretty fucking dry. <laughs> yeah, oh, Terrence Fisher. That that's. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't mean shit. Sorry. No, he's good. He's all right, but he's also done some really bad ones too. Invaders what? from Mars. What? What really bad one? Terrence, Terrence Fisher. Fisher. Probably some of the later Dracula ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Invaders from Mars. Ooh. Back, to, back to the present. No, back, yeah, or the Canfly. You saw this, past. right? You hated this, didn't you? Which one is this? Is this the one with the little kid that yes. keeps running around trying to convince everybody he's seeing shit? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You all the weird it. angles and the color and the light that you see I later love on this show movie. Batman yeah. TV. I show. think this is a really good movie. Well, I think probably, maybe it was because uh, Doctor Tar wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know how those doctors are. <laughs> oh, damn it! It was it was like a running podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Invaders from Mars. He saw them land from outer space. He saw them capture innocent people only to destroy. (laughs) Father turned against son. People changed into strange, weird animals. A general of the army becomes a saboteur. Trusted police turned into arsonists. The boy's parents changed into killers. But nobody's getting anywhere out there. Nobody can locate anything. Anybody. The Martians. We've got to start the... Invaders from Mars. Capturing humans at will for their own sinister purposes. 
turning them into diabolical instruments of destruction. Well, what's his name? Cameron Menzies? Is that the guy that directed it? But he was like noted for a uh, cinematographer, wasn't he? That was his big, what was his big movie that he did? Beyond, I mean, prior to this. I mean, wasn't like, um, oh, I thought he did the cinematography, some noted movie, and I can't remember. I'm looking, but I'm not seeing any shit. <laughs> anyway. Invaders from Mars is one of my all-time favorite movies because I saw it when I was probably seven years old on TV, oh, on TV late at night. And so you saw it in black and white? Saw it in black and white, yep. And it was just, because I was a kid, it just hit me just so, you know, the little kid. You know, you, I'm just I identified, I, you know, 100% with that kid. Well, what'd you think? And, and also just having the leanings at that time even of, of of science fiction and liking science fiction, you know. Right. Yeah. Seven years old. And then right. here's this whole thing. And the 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 leader, the creepy-ass leader. Oh, the brain and the, the brain tentacles and, yes. and human face. That and, was creepy. I don't know who did the makeup on that. Who did it? Who was Ooh, I, that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But anyway, but what do you think of the I like the like mutants? The mutants, yes. Oh, <laughs> the big yes, loved them. No, in their pajamas with their big. When I was seven, it was a great movie. It would no, it is. It is. I, I'm just there is scared. a remake of it. What did you? Uh, what did you think when you first saw it in color? Yeah, it was totally different. It, you're right. Did you I remember? Uh, did you I like remember it or dist- not? Oh yeah, I remember. The colors are pretty. I think are pretty yeah, no. incredible. Let, I mean, wow. That, yeah, and the camera angles and everything yes. is kind of a little off, off kilter. Because a you don't bit, know. You know? Oh, no, this, yeah, this, this, this could be all in this kid's head. The whole, the, like, yeah. the whole, right. the whole direction and the cinematography of the, of the movie, I think, is is brilliant. Yeah. You know, and you're right. You know, mastership lighting. Um, yeah, just. And just had it, it just, harkens back to like the '30s, something you would have seen like an like an ex- expression. Kind of, expression. kind of. That's right. A little that's bit. True. You get that kind yeah, of ex, all, you know, all shadows down. and lighting, and and it it does with that that color. Man, it really does kind of make it very surreal. Mm-hmm. A very kind of ordinary story. You well, know, seeing these people in ordinary places, but everything looks a little a little hyperbolized. Right. Right, because what what is the ultimate story? You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and this movie was remade, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was. Toby Hooper. <laughs> did you, have you ever seen it? No, I've oh. never seen it. Really? No, not the remake. No. I hated it. Really hated that bad? It. It's bad. And he has, I guess, his uh, it's his kid that stars as a little kid in the movie. Like the worst, worst child actor I have ever seen. I I don't I did not like the movie. I like some. I thought I was all hyped up for this because I saw the designs of the creatures and stuff. They, you know, they looked a little more '80s and practical effect. Which, by the way, the monsters, the drones, are pretty cool looking. You know, and the and the leader kind of does the brain thing, but doesn't look as creepy as the other one. In the, wait, the newer one? Oh. In the newer one. In the newer one, yeah, 19, what is that, 80-something? Whatever it came out. Are with. you guys hearing me in the... In the what? I, I'm 
for some reason, it didn't sound like I was hearing myself through the... <laughs> from my headphones. It just, can, you, can you still hear? Kind of. <laughs> anyway, Invaders from Mars. There we go. Start Jimmy Hunt. Arthur France again. He's in all kinds of stuff. He was in a lot of television stuff, too, as it comes out. It came from outer space. No, you're talking about the gentle ones. This is yes. one. And I really like this one. This one. Yes. Yeah, see, this one I do like, yeah. yeah. Low budget. Uh, it was, Wasn't it Ray Bradbury's first movie uh, script or story? Something like that? No, you just mentioned him as a story earlier, didn't you? Well, it's yeah, based on his one. story, but I thought he did the, the script, too. And they had to argue because they, they were making it a... The, the the creatures wanted to be friendly and not antagonistic about you know but anyway but yeah this kind of set the trope too of the the faceless alien that could possess your body and take over you you know who's who and you take know, out, that take paranoia exactly. play up on your paranoia yeah and this one plays right into the the cold war and all the propaganda it and it was made in 3D, time. which I, I did not know. Yes. I, I, would, I would love to see it in 3D. Like yeah, I, I would like to see it in 3D, too. I never had, never had that privilege. The alien, if you get a chance, if anybody that's listening to this, go back and look at the design of the alien and, and some of the back history of that. What they wanted to do with that was just pretty incredible. They, In some of the posters, you see like a, a, a claw reaching out, you know, in the movie posters. You know, grabbing towards the people. Well, apparently they had that. There was a version of that model with that claw. So it would look like 3D that it'd be reaching out and grabbing you. That was one of the, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. They did, They got rid of it. And it was just, but anyway, the creature itself is kind of cool. If you go back and look at it, it it's the Bud, Bud Westmore studio production things cranking these things out but it, it looks cool though it's supposed to have this what do i want to say translucent amorphous type look to it except for that cyclopean eye in the middle and stuff it, it looks pretty cool, oh, yeah, cool it, it, dr tar's deep into talk therapy right now so no i like no, i agree, <laughs> with, good. Him. No, I I agree with everything you said no, i did it's good yeah. it's good it's a, it's oh, a fun and the, movie and the hand beam when she's like trying to roast yes. him in the i thought that was cool the the laser beam that's the first time you saw like a the laser cutting through the rock i thought that right. was cool right i agree no, i agree that probably looked pretty cool in 3d too maybe not i don't know last time i saw one of universal's movie 3d it gave me a headache <laughs> So do, has anybody seen the magnetic monster? Yes. That was kind of a cool one. That's like supposed to be more straight on sci-fi. What's it about? <sighs> what starts it off? It's like some kind of new isotope that someone created. Anyway, it starts consuming energy, but it's creating this magnetic field, which is like knocking out all the things around it and... But it, it keeps getting bigger. It consumes, somehow it consumes all this other stuff to uh So it's, a pair, it's stuff. a pair of agents from the Office of Scientific Investigation, yeah, OSI. Yeah. Isn't OSI, uh, is that Dr. Lobo or Mr. Lobo? Mr. Lobo. Go back yeah. up once. Is this Ivan Tor? Doesn't he have something to do with it? Kurt Sudamak, 
or Bird Elstrike? Ivan Tor. Ivan Tor. But this was supposed to be a TV series at the time. It was supposed to be like a science exploratory team at the time. The fuck do you put this shit in your head, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You just be happy that I regurgitate it. So it's just like. <laughs> but anyway, it was supposed to be a TV series. All right, well, has anybody uh, heard of or seen Mesa of Lost Women? No. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Messy hot women. Messy hot women. Yeah. A it's got Jackie uh, Coogan, you know, yeah. so. You want to see a light bulb? A future episode <laughs> of Tar and Feather Coming will up. be. Spitches! Messy hot women. <laughs> Alert the Spidge Squad. Step on it! <laughs> Dr. Head floats about. <laughs> Dr. Head is a floater. No, I'd, I'd like to say Dr. Head's just bobbing. <laughs> oh, 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 now that's a head job. Mesa of Lost Women is... Just the tip. Is, a, is science fiction at its purest. <laughs> oh, really? And it has a really great donkey show. And booze. See? The spider show. No, it's a ridiculous movie. Redonkulous. It's redonkulous, <laughs> to say to say the least. You don't want to watch it until you watch the turn. Just watch episode. our version of it, yeah. yeah it'll be much more fun. I did not know you I am, guys. I'm giving all my viewers the spider sign. The two fingers above my wait, eyebrows. Wait, what was that, Mark? Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Head. Tart and Feather did... Myself lost some, and I don't think that's one I have to. I have so it's I will production. have to go it's on our oh, site and get that. No, oh, it's, oh, it's not did. out yet. It's in production. That's, that's why, the next episode. That's why oh, send us. Oh, and there. by the way, we did Mesa Lost Women, and now it's Hot Messy Women. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so that's the way I prefer them anyway. So. Send some footage. We'll have uh, Doctor Head uh, floating. Yes, bobbing. Project Moonbase floating. <laughs> Project Moonbase. That was a uh, wait. No, wait, no, Miss wait. Phantom from Phantom from, Phantom from space. space. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Phantom I, from space, definitely. It's forgettable. Don't worry. Is it's okay. it? <laughs> it is, but I it filled a niche. I mean, it was like that. You watched, you know, you watched like a Frankenstein movie. Then all of a sudden, this movie would be on like at two o'clock in the morning, and you kind of like were falling asleep, and you watched it. It's like the oh, niche it's that was kind of cool. It did fill a niche. I needed a space in my dollar DVD rack. Yes. <laughs> well, it, yeah. I, I had one space and but, I had a, space, a dollar because it was a 10 pack of movie <laughs> for $10. Right. And uh, I'm like, I have to get this. I didn't oh, mind the Absolutely. Movie. Yeah. I love yeah, this. Yeah. I don't know where I got maybe Odd Lots or something, but it, I'm like, oh, that's a dollar. I have to get this. But and a, I still it's regret it. an interesting movie. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I like how they narrate through most of the movie, though. Yes. And the and the big old 50s cars with the big antennas hanging off. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, Project Moonbase. That was supposed to be a TV show, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was supposed Space to be. Space 1999. Kind of, no, seriously, it was. And the, But they wore, like, these skull caps or whatever it was. It looked pretty stupid, and they wore shorts. I think, <laughs> I think that's the one. Anyway. Let's move on to Robot, Robot Monster. Monster. Oh, Roman. Uh, this I is a great one. Uh, I love this movie.
swiftness of a deadly cosmic ray, the Earth is invaded by indestructible moon monsters. Their ghastly mission, death for all humans. What astounding technical developments are being made to protect mankind? Robot Monster brings you an actual preview of the devastating forces of our future. Unsuspected revelations of incredible horrors that will terrify you with their brutal reality. There is no escape from me. Very well. I will recalculate. Your death will be indescribable. Fool humans, there is no escape. I, I remember seeing this on Sir Graves Gasly and so pissed off when I first saw it. Because <laughs> it was like, with a name like Robot Monster, that just sounds like, that's fucking cool. And yeah. all of a sudden you see, you see this thing lurching around the corner. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so No, horrible. seriously, I was. Later on, I've kind of, I really like it. Yeah, okay, it, let's, just, let's just talk about how much I've seen Dr. Tardoodle. Robot monster. It's scarred me. It's scarred me. How many notebooks have you filled with Roman? Roman. We have we have an actual sculpture of Roman. We did. Um. Yeah. That Doctor Tar created in one of our therapy sessions. I would like to remake. And it's and it's super cool. So So, hey, you know there there is merit in Roman. I really did not realize how that. Ran through that much. Now, Robot <laughs> Monster, when I was a kid, I saw it when I was a kid for the first time, and on probably Selwyn uh, out of Indianapolis, vote for him. I saw it on I, Sir Graves. Um, and, yeah, I saw it later, you know, but that's the first time I remember seeing it. And what really struck me is, yeah, I mean, I was probably seven years old or eight years old, something like that, when I saw it. And with that title? and. You'd have been through. Oh, oh no! You're, it saw it afterwards. Never mind. You didn't see when it first came out. No, no, no. That's what I said. I was seven at the time that it came out, which would have been 1957. But with a name like Robot Monster. Yeah, and you thought, oh, this is going to be so cool, and then you see the monster and the bubbles, and I mean, <laughs> even at eight years old, you know, I'm, I'm laughing, you know. <laughs> yeah. You but the... there's something about the movie because uh, of the situation. Not, not that was, you know, that. You're looking at that as a prop all of a sudden, but the the situation and the the bleakness of the movie that strikes you and and being eight years old really struck me because is- you have to remember too that in 1957, 1958, in that in on up, you know we were into the atomic scare. It was something that they drilled into your heads that could happen at any time. We could be attacked with nuclear weapons, which fed to and, a lot of these movies, right? And this movie fear. then kind of is this is a, a post-apocalypse movie, you know. And one of the real shit. What has been more? We didn't we just talk about something else that was post-apocalyptic? Oh, a lot of these movies, but deal this with is it, a yeah. post-apocalyptic movie. Something about the women. 
<laughs> it was yeah. in New York. Yeah, that's pretty bleak too. Three thousand BC. Just... It was supposed to be called three thousand BC or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. But anyway, so that, there's my take on Robot Monster, and it's it's actually kind of a fun movie. Yeah, it's one of those. No, it, it, it really is. It is. It's one of those movies that creates its own little magical bubble. Like it's it, it's its own. It, it's so it's so cheap. It's but it, it plays on that cheapness. But if you watch it, the layers you can find on it, like when. I love that whole idea. Do you like when they're playing? <laughs> Let's go take the kids to go picnic in the lava rocks or wherever the fuck they were at. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, but anyway, and he's wearing that bubble space helmet. You know that inflatable space helmet that was probably everywhere in the fifties. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it, it it's great, and and he and it's very surrealistic. After you you start to appreciate it more the older you get, just because how bizarre it is. His little bar, his little electrified fence, protecting him from the all devastating. Yeah, the the budget. Calcinator ray. The budget was that was almost a Cyclops b- movie's budget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we had a whole Sasquatch costume. We just had to put a bubble on it. Didn't have to. Hey, yeah, we, really. found a, we found a skull. Must be the screaming one. We'll put that in there too. But I like that. Does that make this thing like the first cybernetic monster that? Oh we ever no, we we got to do a sequel, Robot Sasquatch. <laughs> Same thing. I think I still have the costume, so. We can do Robot Monster versus the Sasquatch. Oh, half the budget. Oh, and I got that ape suit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it looks like we're going to do the movie. (laughs) We're on! (laughs) All right, so some of the other ones in this uh, I don't. Spaceways, I'm not, I can't remember. I've not heard of Spaceways or the Twonky. I think I've got that. Oh, I've seen the Twonky. I like that Hans Conrad. I like that name. So what is the Twonky then, Tar? It's like this intelligence that invades a, a TV set. 50s TV set. Shit, nice. And it becomes, uh, at first it kind of does all these biddings, but then later on it becomes a little more sinister and making him, yeah. The Twonky. That's pretty good. AI. Yeah, it is like an AI that comes out of nowhere and it just invades this TV set. And the TV set itself takes on like, you know, like they show the TV set climbing upstairs and the little bendy legs and you remember that? (laughs) Oh yes. Anyway, and then it suddenly could shoot beams out to do. I totally want to see this movie now. It's, it's, it's pretty it cool. Is, it, it is no, really it is. weird. It, it's yeah. a weird it's little a weird movie. movie, and it's pretty. Arch cool. Obler, yes. Who who did later on what was that? The bubble. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think put that on the list. We'll put. We'll, we should do that movie for the uh, we, we should do that for an episode because I think I, I guarantee to, that's a lot. Of, that's an episode. A lot. Of I need to watch it. Yeah. 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 Which All is right. interesting, yeah. So we get the round. Uh, we get the round. Uh, Nineteen fifty-three out with a big one. Oh yeah, mm. War of the Worlds. The big one, Elizabeth. could be the beginning of the end for the human race. For what men first thought were meteors or the often ridiculed flying saucers are in reality the flaming vanguard of the invasion from Mars. Looks like they're going to come out of that gully pretty soon. We'll have to rush our defenses to be ready when they do. Guys need plenty of reinforcements. We'll get them. Lieutenant, look! They slash across country like scythes wiping out everything that's trying to get away from them. 
That explains why communication is cut the moment their machines begin moving. Montreal's blacked out. Nothing more has come through. Same thing that happened on the Pacific Coast. Anything from them yet? No, Mr. Secretary. We've had nothing from San Francisco for over five hours. The nations of the world mobilized their armed might, rushing to defend the Earth against the unknown weapons of the super race from the Red Planet. Is there nothing that can stop the Martian death machines? Guns, tanks, bombs. They're like toys against them. We know now that we can't beat their machines. We've got to beat them. All over the world, human beings cower before the onslaught of these unearthly enemies, whom no one has ever seen. <coughs> Panic that sweeps around the globe as the great masses of mankind flee blindly in a headlong stampede of hysteria. So what do you got to say about this one? Gene Barry, Batman, I mean, uh, Bat Masterson. <laughs> <laughs> War of the Worlds. Oh, when I was little, I really liked this a lot. I, I really did. I still like it. Uh, it it does. Yeah. But uh, did you ever read where uh, how they actually wanted to do the war machine? Has the, the great time? has great sounds. Yeah, with yes. the tripods, right? Where they wanted <laughs> yeah. to do the tripods, where they 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 wanted to do electrical arcs for the oh. legs. But oh, it, okay. But what they actually needed to actually make, make it look good was like this really high voltage and it was like way too dangerous. They thought any kind of dust or anything would make it arc. And But anyway, they said it looked really, it was great. They, but they wanted these uh, arcing legs of electricity at first. But, well, I, uh, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah, it would. The production design is gorgeous in that movie. Yes. Yeah, and this, is another, the this is George Powell. Yes. You know, yeah. at his at his height. Yes. Yeah. And didn't that, didn't, uh, what was that, War of the Worlds? On that war, this when the worlds collide, didn't they win uh, Oscars? Yeah, right for visual effects or something right, like that, right. set design or something. Yeah, yeah, and this one has that. I mean, there are parts where I you can obviously tell it's a set and in strings, a way. but but I find that kind of beautiful in a no, way. No, I, I yes, it, set, and I still appreciate how wonderful and how beautiful the set is. But these ships, I mean, I love the the buildup, the tension before the ships start coming out and blasting everything. Yeah. You know, everyone's gathered around and just the tension growing just with that. that. And then the first serpentine head that comes out and everyone's yeah. like freaking out and the sound that it makes like a, like a, almost like an electronic hissing, you know, or, yeah. you know, and I, I, it's a, it's a gorgeous. And film. that, and that great uh, prologue to all this with, uh, with Sir Hedrick Hardwick. Is that his name? Hardhead. Hard, Hardwick. Cedric Hardwick. Cedric Hardwick. That gave that that great prologue from the the book about you know the aliens looking for the planet to to uh, send their invasion force to and stuff. It was yeah. It was it was a good story. But yeah. But saying that you know at the same year, uh, what this looked like you know obviously the strings and there were certain faux pas you could obviously see in it and this one an oscar right didn't this one an oscar could be i'm not i don't know but anyway i was thinking of uh the mysterians which was like a year later i i would compare both of them together you know if he got really nice prints of both of them i'd put them next to each other but anyway two different takes on invasions and it was just but yeah i really like i like war of the worlds when i first saw it 
And I had never noticed or thought about this connection before, but yeah, Gene Barry's character is Dr. Clayton Forrester, who is the mad scientist on Mystery Science Theater 3000. One, yes. one of the mad scientists. Yeah. Well, and the music for this, uh, Leith Stevens is, uh, you know, has worked with Pal before and he did Destination Moon and When Worlds Collide. And the sound effects are are amazing. You know, when the beams come yes, out, yes, kind of pulsating, yeah. kind of a whine. Yeah, you they, know, they did a and, great uh, job yeah. on that. <laughs> when you, I couldn't tell you how they did it, but when you're a little kid reading like famous monsters, when they talk to the guys that tell you how they made it, don't you remember reading that stuff? It's, I thought that was some kind of electrical fans played backwards or whatever, some kind of weird thing. Uh, so it won the Academy Award for Special Effects that year. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I would say because, you know, you see those strings, it's uh, it's a lot like um, what we see with... Um, Japanese movies. You no, know, the other one we were talking about, Robot Monster. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I know. So, like, Robot Monster goes on the cheap, this goes on the expensive. They both still have the seams, right. but it's like you're buying into <laughs> that because it's so new. When people are thinking about science at that time, you know. They don't know anything about science. Yeah. And it's but a lush color. Too. Going back to Robot Monster when they're lush doing... color. That's lush. right, Doctor Head. It is. It is lush. It is. When yeah. they did. When they did that. Done on purpose. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But when they uh, right. the 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 rocket ship and Robot Monster, when the guy looks like he's holding it and they're doing it in front of a black screen, <laughs> but I had to bring that up. <laughs> All right. So that is uh, nineteen. 53. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Sass. I do. Nah, not again. <laughs> oh, the 50s are slow going. Oh, no, I don't think they're slow. We just have a lot to say. There's a lot of good movies to talk about. That's what he said. Kind slow of. going. <laughs> <laughs> That's my nickname, slow going. And if you watch the Three Stooges at half speed, it'd be slow mowing. Oh! <laughs> at my age, at my age, is that what I do? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Doink! This is Dr. Todd. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Dr. Head. <laughs> we gotta do that again, I couldn't hear you. And this is Dr. Hood. That's better. That's much better. <laughs> You're listening to Unsane Radio. You've been copying the head. <laughs> you can uh, contact us at unsaneradio at gmail.com. We have a website that has some gloriously, ridiculously cool pictures. That you might want to come and look at. No, that's unsaneradio.com. I'm not kidding. If you've got a nice computer, it's worth coming to that site and looking at the at those images. Big. Please. Ah, we are on Twitter. Um, Radio Unsane. We dabbled. we have Facebook presence. We dabbled at Twitter. I like presence. Unsane Radio on Talk Facebook. Out. No, just Unsane Radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, also Psycho Cinema. Mark Justice, comma, writer. 
Oh, I thought you said comedic writer. That's it. <laughs> Unintentionally funny. There you have it. Tarn Feather. Tarnfeather.com. T-A-R-R-A-N-D-F-E-T-H-E-R.com. Good. Hooked on phonics. Euponics. Oh, Dr. Head, that sounded a lot like a foghorn. <laughs> Wasn't the rebreds very sorry, you know, like the foghorn? Didn't that monster come out of the deep to, to literally hump that lighthouse? Yes. Is that the idea? That's right. I'm in love with Oh, my animal. God, his penis is punching to the wall. <laughs>